Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello. How's it going today? I hope that you are having a great week so far. I cannot even believe that we are rounding out September and entering October. You know, I actually haven't even had anything pumpkin, like as far as pumpkin coffee yet. So I can say it's not officially fall in my house yet, but we are getting ready for it. You know, this year is just flying by, I swear. It's almost the end of the year. We're going to be staring at 2022 here before long, but I really, really hope that you are continuing to make changes in your life and that you are just doing your best to live in the moment. So on to today's episode. I have to say this one is probably going to be pretty, actually I know it's going to be, it's going to be extremely personal. I want to talk to you about raising girls. So let me throw this out there. I am in no way, shape, or form a parenting expert. Heck, I have made so many questionable parenting decisions that I will not even pretend like I have it all together in this department because I don't. But, you know, I do talk to a lot of moms throughout my days, right? We have a ton of moms in the gym. My kids go to school. Like, I feel like I'm constantly talking to moms. And I think that when it comes down to it, we're all doing the best that we can, right? This is, it is tough. Like no one ever remotely prepared me for parenting. Like it is hard and I think we're doing the best that we can. And, you know, there's so much pressure, it seems like to have it all together. So many mixed feelings about, you know, where your time and your energy should be spent. And then there's this whole comparison thing as we look at other moms or their kids, you know, listen, I even said something to Josh after I took my kids to orientation this year. It was in August, and I was like, I got home, and I was just like, gosh, am I like a complete slob or like a terrible person or something? And he's like, what are you even talking about? And I said this because, like, so we walk into school, and literally 90% of moms came in dressed all cute, hair done, supplies like neatly put together and actually organized. Their kids are dressed neatly, and like, here we come. It's like we blew in from, you know, the hottest part of Shamukla or something, which my kids go to school and it's like a, a lot of fields and stuff around. So, I mean, like, here we are. I'm, of course, in my workout clothes because that's just what I live in and no makeup, hairs in a ponytail like it always is. Our supplies are everywhere. I'm like, God, do we get them even in the right bags, like to go to the right kid? And the kids are not even kind of put together. Like, I even asked them to. I'm like, guys, just please wear something that kind of matches. Like, can we not look like homeless people today? Because my kids, that's just how they like to dress. They don't like to match. And normally, I really just don't even care. And thankfully, they wear uniforms to school, so they don't have a choice but to wear something decent. But I'm like, guys, can we just kind of try today? And so here we are. We'll get there. And I did not check the map to notice the fact that the entire school did like a little switcheroo when it came to the classrooms. I'm like, oh, you know, we know where we're going. We were here last year. Like, you're in this building, you're in this building, you're in this building. Well, they changed it up over the summer, apparently. So now here we are. 
We're sweating because it's at 200 degrees outside. We've got 800 Target bags literally walking into every single building until we finally came to the very last building, which was the right one. And I was even like, we pulled in and I told the kids, I'm like, golly, guys, look at all these suckers parking out here in the field. <laughs> like, they got to walk all the way over. Let's, I bet, I bet maybe someone's left because, of course, we're late too. So we get there at the tail end of it. So I'm like, let's just try to see if we can find a spot. Well, lo and behold, there's plenty of spots by the wrong building, right? So now we've parked over there. And so now we're walking across the entire school, building to building. Finally get to the last building. It's the right one. And I know that is a super dumb example. But even though I know my intentions and I know my heart, it's really easy to get wrapped up in what we think everyone else is doing. And our kids, like going, well, so-and-so's mom, you know, knew where they were going, or why didn't you look at the map, or why don't, you know, why am I carrying this huge box, like, why don't you have the reusable bags with, you know, all of our stuff neatly put in them, whatever, but, and again, I know that's stupid, but I think sometimes, like, it's easy to feel like, God, we do not have this crap together, like, what are we even doing, but here's the kicker with all of this, and with all of these moments, and that's just one that's happened out of probably a million of these moments in my life as a parent, that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I do not have this together. But our kids see this. Our kids see when we're playing this comparison game, right? Nothing was wrong. We got there. We met the teachers. We dropped our stuff off. Like, it was fine, Right? But I was comparing myself to all of these moms that have all their crap together, right? Which knowing none of us have it together. So I don't know why we even think that people do. But anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. But our kids see us play this comparison game. Our kids see how we speak to ourselves. Our kids hear our conversations. We think that they don't, but they're witnessing everything, I don't know how many of you have kids or have boys versus girls, but I want to speak specifically to the girl moms today. And, you know, if you have boys or don't have kids at all, I don't want you to tune out. I think some of this can be applied to ourselves, our nieces, our nephews, some students, even friends. But here's the deal. Like raising kids in general is, is hard. Raising girls is like really hard. It is tough. And I'm not saying I have a boy and a girl, so they're very different. But I feel like the in the world that our girls are growing up in is hard and it is different, different than the one I grew up in. And it was tough when I grew up. You know, I remember being in middle school and what it felt like to hear gossip and not like know who to sit with at lunch or have to have a friend betray you. Like I remember that. Right? But I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. The world our girls is our girls are growing up in. It is completely different and it is brutal. It is brutal. Now look at my daughter Paisley. She's 11. She's a spunky, creative, happy, joyful, sweet little fifth grader. She sees the world through very different eyes than I do. And you know she doesn't see the evils that's out there. But she will. Right? I hate that. But I know she will. You know, thankfully, she hasn't had a hard time at school. But chances are she will feel left out or lonely, or different at some point. Girls will be mean to her. Boys will be mean to her. I started thinking about things I wish I would have known when I was growing up. And that's even before the whole, you know, social media day and age, which I honestly cannot even imagine. Like, well, we wrote notes, like, back in the day, right? And you probably never saw half the notes that were written. And it certainly you could throw it up in, or throw it in the trash can if you needed to. 
Like this, this world they're living in is very different. I started thinking about the things I would want to know. I started thinking about things I want to work hard to teach her. At the end of the day, you know, I don't need her to be perfect or popular or the smartest, most athletic or the prettiest kid, right? I just need her to be herself. I hope to teach her much, much more like, you know, why isn't there a legit book worth anything that was like a manual to have these conversations and navigate these years? But, you know, I just wanted to list out five things that I pray I can teach my daughter. And, you know, maybe these will help you um, if you have girls or kids or friends with kids, right? Because it's tough. And I would say number one, I hope to teach her that her body is amazing and it's a gift. Her body is amazing and it's a gift. I'm going to start with this one because I heard a scary statistic a couple of weeks ago. It said that 70, 70, 70% of fourth grade girls have tried a quote unquote diet. Now, I don't know what a diet really meant in that statistic, like what exactly it was. But the fact that eight and nine-year-old girls are already thinking about dieting or restricting is absolutely crazy. But I do believe it. I believe that statistic. I remember clearly Paisley telling me last summer. So she was nine, almost 10. But she was telling me that she didn't like her swimsuit because it made her look fat. Right? And I'm like, God, this is this healthy kid and you know, we eat well, we exercise, and like girls go through this weird stage when they're like 10 anyway. She told me in fourth grade, a boy told her that she was fat. And y'all, this is hard stuff to hear from your kid, but I get it. You know, I think about what she sees and what she hears and have learned over the years to watch my words. But there were times when she was much younger that I know she witnessed me getting dressed or looking in the mirror and saying, you know, like, oh, gosh, I look fat or I need to lose some weight or, you know, this this outfit makes me look fat or it's too small or I've gained weight or I really need to watch what I eat or, you know, mommy can't have dessert because I'm going to get fat. Like things like that. She heard me say those things. Right, she did. And over the years, I've realized how much she hears and pay attention to the things I say when I look in the mirror. She's always there. She's listening. Right, it starts so young, y'all. I know for me, I've never been a small person ever. Like, I was never like the flyer and cheerleading or like the person being thrown around and anything. Like, I've just never been a small person. And my thighs have always touched. I've always been on the muscular side, right? I've never had like this tiny little waist, right? I've always had this very athletic build. I was a swimmer. My shoulders are broad. My quads are big, right? And I hated that I wasn't skinny or small. And I clearly remember, you know, having these thoughts in high school. And I, I remember my mom like totally playing into them too, right? I remember her buying me diet pills in high school. Like, yes, I said high school. She bought me diet pills in high school. I had a terrible relationship with food. Terrible. And that relationship continued into my college years and early adult years. I would struggle with indulging and feeling guilty and restricting and, you know, then not. And going back and forth and trying to out-train a bad diet. And I looked at food not as fuel but as a way to reward or punish myself. 
And all of this was stemming from a very unhealthy body image. And y'all, I wasn't even overweight. Like I wasn't. It was all a story in my head. And I really feel like we, this is something that we have to change for our girls. We have to change it. Instead of Paisley thinking that she has to look a certain way, I want her to understand how absolutely incredible and amazing her body is. It's a miracle that she's even here, and I want her to understand that. I want her to embrace the way that she is built. She's not going to be a small girl, ever, right? She's tall and she's strong, right? I want her to understand how to nourish and fuel her body, right? I want her to eat in a way that supports her body, right? So I I do want to teach her, you know, what we should put into our body because it doesn't matter, like, Our body runs better on clean fuel than it does dirty fuel, right? So I want to teach her how to nourish and fuel her body. And I want her to eat in a way that supports her body. But I also want her to be able to indulge without feeling guilty or shaming herself about it, right? I don't want her to go have ice cream and then feel terrible about it, right? I want her to understand that, you know, that is something we don't need to be be eating ice cream every day because that doesn't make our body feel good. But it's not because I don't want her to get fat. I don't want her to feel guilty about it. I want her to eat well and nourish her body so that it performs well, so that it moves well, so that it's able to uh, recover well and her immune system is supported, right? There's more reasons to eat good than to be skinny, right? Way more reasons. I want her to move well and be strong. I want her to understand the miracle that is the human body, that is her body, I want her to know that she is beautiful the way that she is and that being skinny is not the same as being healthy. So I wanted her to know her body is amazing. Number two, I want her to stay weird, right? I want her to know it's okay and she should just stay weird. You know, one thing I love most about P is that she is incredibly different. She dances to her own beat. She has an imagination like nothing I've ever seen. Right? She loves dragons, right? She prays to be a dragon. I'm like, Paisley, come on. Like, I, God loves you, but I, I don't think we're transforming into a dragon here, right? She could care less about fashion or dolls or most things that fifth grade girls are into, although she does love makeup. But don't worry, she doesn't put makeup on like a normal little tween. She does weird dragon designs or mermaid designs. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, Peach, so different from me. Honestly, she told me one time that she knew the government was like hiding something. This is how weird my kid is. She's like, Mom, the government's hiding something. I know they are. And listen, in the world we live in right now, the world she's growing up in, I had absolutely no idea what she was about to come, like, come up with. Like, what in the world is she about to say? Like, this could be anything, right? So I'm like, hey, you know, P, what exactly are they hiding? And she goes, she goes, Mom, they're hiding mermaids. The government is hiding mermaids. I know they are. Right? That's her personality. Like, She's just, she is so different. She goes against the flow. And I absolutely love that about her. But the world tells you, and it's so easy to fall into being like everybody else. I want her to stay weird. I don't want her just to follow the crowd. We have enough of that. I want her to wander off the path. I want her to explore her random ideas. I don't want her to be like everybody else. Right? She's 100% unique, and I want to teach her that that is an incredible quality 
And I want her to embrace it. Number three, I want her to know that not everyone's opinion matters. The opinions, right? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I honestly can't even imagine what it's like growing up in the world that our kids are growing up in. I remember how hard and devastating it was to hear that someone said something about you or passed a note about you, you know, and if you actually found the note or saw something someone wrote about you, that was like completely mortifying, right? But now it's so easy for people to leave an opinion or a comment or post a hurtful picture, right? They just do it with a click of a button. They, and they can do it all from behind their phone, right? Which makes people big and bad and all these things. I mean, at least when I was in high school, you had to own up to words you wrote or spoke, right? We found the notes, your handwriting, you said that about me, right? But you can like, now you can just troll social media and just say whatever you want from behind your phone. But you know, even into adulthood, people gladly give their opinion on anything and everything. I don't think that people intend to be hurtful most of the time. Honestly, I don't even think that they actually process what they're saying or how it might come across before they say it. As someone who has struggled forever to ignore the opinions of people I know I shouldn't listen to, I really, really hope that I can teach Paisley that not everyone's opinion is worth listening to. Not everyone's opinion is even worth considering. And I want her to have a few people that she can listen to and that will be open and honest with her. I don't want those people to just tell her what she wants to hear Right, But I want them to be genuine and I want them to be in the game, not just onlookers from the sidelines. Right, So I want a teacher to value a few opinions, but not everyone's opinion. And then number four, I want her to keep dreaming. I want her to keep dreaming. You know, kids are amazing dreamers. It's like you talk to a little kid and they have all of these amazing dreams and desires and ambitions and All of these things that they're going to do and they don't even consider like maybe not doing them, right? They don't even think about that it's going to be too hard or that things might get in their way or that it might cost too much money. It's just like, this is what I'm going to do, right? And their dreams are fun and cool, right? They, They come up with these amazing ways and creative ways to live their best life. But then we become adults right and as adults things seem to change now for me I know that I'm not the dreamer that I used to be and maybe I've been tainted by culture or the world or words spoken to me or over me but it's just not as easy for me to dream as I'm now almost 40 than it was when I was 10 right I want my girl to dream big I want her to dream big I don't want her to be clouded by what ifs and how hard things might be, right? I don't want her just to conform and settle for something that she doesn't want just because the world tells her that's what she should do, right? I want her to chase big things, so I want her just to keep on dreaming. And then the last one, number five, I hope to teach her to always search for truth. And this one is really, really tough You know, it's sometimes hard to separate truth from fiction. But truth is there, and I want my girl to search for it. I want her to know that the truth might not always be what she wants to hear, but that's okay. I want her to be guided by truth and not this world. 
I want her to see goodness. I want her to be kind to people. I talked about being countercultural a couple of weeks ago, and that's what I want her to be. Right? But in order to be that, it begins with a solid foundation of truth. I want her to know who she is. I want her to be able to stand firm regardless of her circumstances. I want her to know that she is strong and capable and deeply loved. I want her to look for truth because it's there and I want her to build her life on that truth. So five things. I know that was a super personal episode, but really as I kind of started writing them out, I, I think that we could all learn from them, right? I can learn from them. I can learn from those things. These are things that I can do right now in my own life, right? It's not just my 11-year-old daughter that can benefit from this. It's all of us. It's easy to forget these things, to get busy, to get wrapped up in life and the world around us that we forget these simple truths. And they really are very, very simple. You know, if you've got kids, you've got an incredible opportunity to make an impact on the next generation. Right? Let's love on and pour into our kids and let's be an example Right? They're watching us. So let's set the example. Let's be the person that we want them to be. I hope that you have an awesome day and an awesome week. Finish out this month strong. Take care of you and go make a difference in this world. If there is absolutely anything that I can do for you or that you need from me, please, please, please reach out. I'm here to help however you can. Um, If you're interested in any kind of uh, health coaching or anything like that, um, I think we have one more spot uh, that's still open here as we move into the uh, fall and winter. So uh, reach out to me if that's something that you're interested in, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me on social media at Fixed On Fitness. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Go have an awesome day.